back with another one. Hey! Favourite people, real talk, real walk. You oh. know where we keep all things real, keep all things relevant in the truth. Um, got myself Gabs. Uh, Julia. Okay, uh, Jules. Uh, <laughs> the manual game changer. Yes. Hey. Like we're all forgetting our names nowadays. <laughs> right, guys, second episode. We've got another juicy one for you lot today. So today we're going to be talking about culture versus Christianity. So really like how our culture has had effect on our walk, how it's had an effect on Christianity, how it's had an effect on how like young and obviously our culture, all three of us are Nigerian. So just generally how culture has had an effect. So yeah, anyone can take the floor. How do you guys feel like culture has had an impact on our Christianity? Um, I would say definitely major. There's definitely a major impact, very annoying impact. Um, but very a very, very big one. Mm. Um, and I say that to say that, you know, um, when I think about, let me just be real, African, Nigerian churches in general, I don't think Christ, I think culture. Mm. I see culture. <laughs> then once there were aunties looking at you with side eye because you didn't bend down to say Jeez. hello. Or then once there were you didn't call pastor's wife, big mommy, ah, or mommy ma. Like, um... Sorry? Ma'am, you're not my mother, okay? Um, so yeah. Really my daddy. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I genuinely see... Um, or then once there were people just feel like they have to share or just do the most because they, in a, they are in an African church setting. Mm. Like, I feel like... Um, one thing that I've come to recognise in our um, culture versus, you know, the actual faith and, you know, having a relationship with Christ is the fact that we as Africans, we really like to exaggerate everything. Badly. As in men or men. If it's not exaggerated, you've not done the thing, basically. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I think just in general, small things, like, for example, we're um, dedicating our daughter you know, in Oibo Church, they're wearing jeans and, and shirts. Mm. You know, just simply going, you know, praying. <laughs> I've had a child, this is it. Some, to be fair, they do like a, what, a christening or whatever. Yeah. I might do um, a bit of a, a ceremony or what have you. But we Africa, we want to take heart. You wow. know, we have to give the pastor an offering for the, wow. for the blessing and the prayer that he's going to do for mm. the baby. Mm. You know, we have to dress up. We have to wear Ashra B. We have to wow. wear Ashra K. We got to, like... Excuse me. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, um, I just, I feel like it's all OTT. It's very over the top. Mm. Um, even certain things like um, dedication, um, naming, yeah. baby naming, yeah. like seven days, eight yeah. days or whatever yeah. we, we we do as, mm. as Afri- what is that, please? Mm. Listen, because Bob and Jill, they've named their child from before the baby was born, okay? Really? Little Zach comes mm. out. Mm. When he goes to school, we call him Zach. Mm. We didn't know that he did not have a seven-day naming ceremony. Mm. You know, he's still Zach, mm. all right? Yeah? Zach still has the <laughs> yeah. same opportunities that Tolulokbe has, okay? Um, yeah. it, do you get what I mean? In terms yeah. of just because the child was named yeah. eight days after doesn't mm-hmm. make her any more special than, than Zach, okay? Because um, um, my mum, I call, I call both my mums, mum-in-law and mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, my mum-in-law, she, um, we were like, yeah, we're not doing, um, we're not doing a naming. Ooh, you said it? Yeah, we, yeah, we said it to her. Ooh. She said, she said, ah, that's not what the Bible says. Ah! So, wow. I said, so I said, okay. Well, Show me the place. I'm a student of the Bible. So I said, Normally, people would be like, okay, oh, okay, that's what the Bible says. But I said, okay, mom, where does it say? And she was like, eh, that's what Jesus did. Like, yeah. 
To be fair, I did ask my pastor, like, why why we do it? Because yeah. truth be told, there was a lot of pressure from our parents and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And truth be told, at that point in time, I, I just wanted to rest, okay? Yeah. I've just given birth. I could not even see daylight outside, talk less of actually, you know, having visitors around mm. or doing anything extravagant and blah, 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 and what have you. I mean, truth be told, there is um, apparently a... Um, the reason why Yorubas do it, because it's only the Yoruba tribe that mm. actually do it. Mm. Um, it's because uh, apparently Jesus was taken to the temple on the eighth day. Yeah, I don't know, maybe yeah. you can kind of clarify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is the reason why they do it. That's the reason why they do it. However, if we don't do that, for example, does the child that is from an Ibo family or an Urubo family or mm. an Aosa family, are they less... You know, Was are the they child less not dedicated? Are they yeah, less like blessed? are they less are they less blessed yeah. because they didn't have yeah. that seven day or yeah. eight day naming mm. and prayer. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting? Obviously, how like Nigerians especially can use the Bible to to they use it influ- to manipulate. Yeah, let's be real to manipulate and introduce their culture <laughs> into what we want to do. Sorry, I'm a and, bit touchy and on this like, Bro, and it like. It's a bit jarring, do you know what I mean? But it's only like when I got older, that's when I really understood. Because I grew up in an African church. So I've got I. stories for days. I grew up in an African church, but it's only too when like I grew older, that's when I began to realise and actually see that, wow, like I've actually been influenced by culture as opposed to what is actually kingdom culture. Right. I mean, I think one of the big things for me, one of the, one of the many big things is when like the, my, my pastor used to always say, when blessings go up... <laughs> Man, praises go up, blessings come down. For time, I'll be screaming my praises. You make me wonder time. every time I'll be the, the, the praises were deep. So oh, then I got older and I started, I started, started searching the Bible and I couldn't find it from anywhere. Wow. That's when I thought, wow. So this. Or does that it. one where they say heaven helps those who helps themselves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. kind of foolishness Man, is that? Bible. I, yeah. Yeah, I hear what that. Kind of foolishness is no, that? I, the first one, the blessings go up, uh, the praises Pray- go up, the Come down. down. I understand what they tried to say, but it's not really a sensible thing. To, it's not it's the not. right thing to say because. So what if I don't praise, it, yeah, because yeah, it makes it blessed. makes it um it makes our Christianity formulaic where you say oh yeah, yeah. you have to praise first then you have so to you know, get yeah, 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 yeah that's not right yeah so uh, unfortunately I well fortunately fortunately unfortunately I don't have you know af experiences of church mm. my wow. when when my. My dad was a pastor in Niger, and when he came over here, when he started the church, the church was multicultural. Mm. So we had Africans, we had Caribbeans, we had people from Europe, mm. we had people from Asia. So we didn't, and he didn't run the church like an African church because mm. the, 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 the demographic wasn't African alone. Right. So I was not immersed in that. However, my closest friends, people that I knew, w- went to Af churches. Yeah. Or, either Ghanaian, proper Ghanaian or proper Nigerian. Mm. So I could see when I went to go and visit them, maybe for an event or for a conference, yeah. or maybe when my dad would be invited to preach at other churches. And I'm like, bro, this is... Like, I remember, for example, I'll give an, an example. There was a time, the kids in the children class were messing up. Then the children class teacher was like, everyone, you have to do... Um, you have to do... What do they call those things? Frog... Frog jump. Don't lie. Yeah. Frog jump. At the end of the service. Then my mom came to pick me and we were all doing it. And my mom was like, wait, but what's going on? I, my, my husband is preaching and I set my kids in here to learn in the children class. Mm. And my son has been doing it. And literally, my mom was so vexed because my legs were finished. But guess who? 
Oh, really? At this time, I'm probably 11, 12. And my dad had to carry me out because my legs were finished. And so yeah, why didn't you just stop? So, so my... Stop. Because ah, your parents not? are not in there, you don't it. want to be disobedient. You're, you're scared. You're seeing, you're you're, yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. kids getting beat, and you're like, bro, like, what? I don't people even get belong. I church. don't even belong here. Yes. Wow. Yes. Come on. People were getting wow. beat in church. Yes. Not. not but that was that this one your ears. No, people were getting beaten in church. Wow. That's wow. why. That's why charity commission are more strict now with church because it's not just oh, pastors are laundering money. Kids were getting beat in church. Mm. Kids were getting abused crazy in church. That's, that's why a lot of kids... That's wow. Some kids weren't rebellious because their parents were smacking them. Some kids were rebellious because they were abused in church. So much so where they were, they're, pull, they're pulling, pulling their, their ears. ears. I've seen the they pulling were, ears one. They, people had canes in church. Mm. So when wow. the kids come to church, you know that if you mess up, you've got a cane. The bamboo stick is there. Mm. The, the ladle is there. You know you're going to get flogged. Mm. Bear churches, bear no. churches were doing this. That was the last time I yeah, heard that's that crazy, word. Man. Wow. And th- for me, obviously, like I said, I didn't have that experience, experience personally. Yeah. But when I went to some of these churches, I encountered it by seeing it or mm. actually getting beat myself. Mm. Now, my mom is a is a nursery practitioner and she's been so mm. for nearly the past 30 years. So she's seen all of this stuff. And she when she when she when we had like bad encounters in other churches, my mom would pick up a fuss. Because mm. it's like, no, one, you're, that's, these are my children. Mm. Two, they don't come to this church. So you don't have the authority to beat them. And three, you have to ask me. You have to ask me if you want to do any of these funny things. Mm. You have to ask me before you lift your hand and touch my children. So my mom was very protective. So there was a lot of, yeah, stuff like that was very bad. And so I can remember being like traumatized and not wanting to go to, back to churches like that. Because oh, you I know guess, that kids I guess that's, get. I, sorry, I guess that's quite deep because I, I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that um, extreme. No, it was I'm very true. That that time, I really, I, re- I said to my mom and dad, I don't ever want to go to that type of church, and yeah, I, I literally didn't because it was like imagine you're there and I obviously now I don't want to lie and exaggerate, but for such a long time to the end of the service, as a punishment, you had to do this frog thing. And I remember my legs being finished. I'm thinking, wait, I came to church to get punished. Mm. And my legs are literally finished. I can't walk. My dad has to carry mm. me. And I'm 11, 12 years old. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's a bit mad. So, yeah. to, be, to be happening in a church, that's a bit crazy, man. That is definitely crazy. I've never heard or experienced that one before. No, in my life. So yeah. To hear that that's, is like rough. that's a first. But I know, I know Africans are very, like, dramatic, man. I don't know. They put their pastors and their leaders on such pedestals. pedestals you know, yeah. them ones are where in African churches, the, the pastor has a, a nice shiny chair. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, okay, okay. They've got like a nice throne. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and the members are sitting on one quack, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah. stool that can yeah. barely hold itself mm-hmm. up. Do you know what I mean? There's a particular um, church denomination I can think of that do exactly this. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. I think I think it's I think it's quite it's quite it's quite broad actually. Yeah, You'll be yeah. surprised. Mm-hmm. It's quite broad. You'll go in, you will know where the pastors sit because yeah. that whole front row or yeah. the front two rows or maybe on the altar they've got them shiny thrones like you dare not sit on that thing oh, yeah, or them the ones there where right. we've heard of people running to the altar to go and touch the pastor's chair mm-hmm. sorry what is it going on crazy. please yeah. what I definitely is actually agree happening? about us playing pastors on the pedestal um, like within my old church we used to call our pastor Big Daddy obviously this is something that I've shared <laughs> this is something that I've shared Daddy. often do you know what I mean we literally yeah. used to Daddy call it, ah baba yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was the ah, one. We used to call it Baba. Oh my God. Uh, my daddy. 
my daddy, my father. Oh my God. Uh, if you say it was Big Daddy, yes. The God, uh, the God of my daddy. Is he not your God as well? Trust no, me. Yeah, God of my the daddy. God of my daddy. I've heard God that of, one. The God of Big Daddy. It's not my daddy. It's Big. The Big Oga. The Big Ooh, Chairman. Oga the top. Oh. It really was a, a Big Daddy affair. Every time it was yeah. Big Daddy, Big Daddy. Whatever Big Daddy wants, okay, Big get Daddy wants. <laughs> Ah, Lord. If Big Daddy was juice, you collect Big You would get juice for yeah, him, you know. Yeah. Or that one said, well, they'll give the pastor seven meats and leave the congregation dividing yeah, free. And that's normal. That's normal, man. They oh, Big Daddy says course. you should leave your house at 10 o'clock mm. in the night mm. and leave your wife and your kids. You will leave your you wife leave them. Ah. Whether it's husband or wife, you will leave because Big Daddy says so. And Big Daddy, is, Big Daddy will be manipulating the congregation. He'll be yeah. manipulating the choir members. If I should talk on this place now, people would say I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've actually heard that saying before. I think, um, sadly, um, because of the way we're raised in our homes, when we go into a church setting and that is presented to us, we accept it as a norm. Mm. You know, we go into the church settings, mm. calling everybody auntie, uncle. Mm. You know, children that are growing up in the church don't know the difference between... Um, okay, that's a stranger. Everybody's auntie, everybody's mm. on call. Mm. You know, so when certain things happen in a church setting, um, unfortunately, children are not necessarily able to differentiate the fact that, oh, do you know what? Actually, he's a stranger. He shouldn't have done that. Actually, she's a stranger. Mm. She shouldn't have done that. They see it as, oh, auntie did this to me. Uncle did that to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas really and truly, the only thing that um, unites or... You know, brings you people together as a as a people mm-hmm. is the fact that you attend you attend sorry the same fellowship yeah. fellowship. Yeah. There is no there is actually no other connection yeah. between you know. Um, but unfortunately, our culture demands that everybody is auntie, everybody is uncle. Mm. You know, our culture demands that everybody must be um, respected. Yeah. Um, everybody must kneel down. Yeah. Children must, must listen to elders. It's what the elders. respect looks yeah. like. Yeah. Because the respecting was prostrating, mm. lying on the floor. Lying on the floor, just kneeling rolling down. rolling on the ground, da 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 da, and you yeah. don't get up until they say so. Yeah. And that's, that, that particular tradition is, uh, well, yeah, cultural tradition is something that. You know, my mom and dad were big on, you know, you respect your elders. But it got to a point maybe when I was 13, 14, where I actively started, like, being defiant. Like, because, and I started to say to my mom, you're showing me all these people. I don't know them. Mm -hmm. Why am I prostrating to them? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, when you were younger, we used to go to the same church. Okay, for me, mom, I respect you, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, that, that, what does that mean? Do you understand? I haven't seen someone in 15 years. And then you just you start prostrating all over the guy. Oh, you know someone's uncle's mother's father's sister's wife. Like it, I, I'm sorry, I don't care about that. Why am I lying? Why am I rolling on the floor for someone I don't know? It doesn't make sense. And you can't say this is like don't make it a god thing. It's a culture thing. Don't say oh, God wants us to respect our elders. Yes. Does God want you to? God, does God need you to roll on the floor, scratch the ground, and wait for someone to touch your head before you get up? No, he doesn't. That's that's where we need to be able to separate culture and tradition from it and also little things like you know how women have been you know treated in church because Mm. because of our culture and tradition generally obviously we're speaking as nigerians here generally you know the women you keep quiet Mm. you know you don't really speak you have to you have to cover your head bloody bloody blah you know keep silence you know and they're muzzled and all the ladies doing the church is cook and look after the children Mm. and it's just like little things like that have helped perpetuate certain messages that 
we know are wrong now mm. under the guise of, oh, this is what God, God, you know, God wants you to submit to your elders. Mm. God wants you to submit to your husband. This time Paul said, wives, submit yourself to your own husband. Mm. Not to, yes, in the church, you can submit to big daddy. But if big daddy contradicts what's going on in your house, what your yeah, husband yeah, says, yeah. the Bible says you should honor your husband first, mm. not your big daddy. So you have to be very careful that you're not getting the lines blurred here. Yeah. And also, like, anyway, that, that, that's another thing, but we'll talk about that later. I think it's, I agree. It's definitely a thing of respect. I mean, obviously, Nigerians love respect so much. Yeah. yeah. Like, honor and respect is something that they love and they desire. Which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But it's, no. but it's what level. culture has shown us what yeah. it is. I if think you don't levels frustrate, it, you don't especially respect. In the church. I think there's levels to it, especially where the church is concerned. Um, because obviously we need to ensure that we're living by the right culture and whether we should be teaching individuals to call elders aunties and uncles, that one we know is purely Nigerian culture. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. so let me bring this one up. Culture. Let me bring this one up. Personally, and I think we've had this conversation, I, I, I personally stick to that practice to a degree. Mm. I don't believe in calling... Um, many of my elders by their first name. Mm. I'm not comfortable doing that. Mm. I believe that there should be a level of respect. However, mm. I mean, if I don't, like, for example, there was a time maybe when I first started getting into, like, professional work, not just, like, part-time work. And I used to call, like, just, it used to slip out. I just used to, hello, sir. Mm. I, like, I used to write emails, go, good afternoon, madam. Good afternoon, sir. I'm like, why am I saying sir? Mm-hmm. But I just don't find I can't I can't just call you. I didn't feel comfortable just calling people Bill or names, people yeah. Julie. Now I can, because mm-hmm. in a workplace I understand it. But in general, in a church setting, you know, if someone's 60 years old and I'm calling them, um, you know, Stacy. Yeah, Stacy. Yeah. The, the first I name, don't feel comfortable. Yeah, that one I understand. Obviously, the auntie and uncle, and that one, that culture is not even too bad. Yeah. But it's the it's the dobale for everyone. That one is okay. like is raw, it's mad. It's, it's, it's that one that's a bit extreme. It's, it's the big daddy ones that are extreme. Those kind of titles, it's a bit like, wow. Like, do you know what I mean? But, but, sorry, sorry. No, it's all right. Um, I, I was going to say, even, I think, okay, calling someone auntie, calling someone uncle, that's quite trivial. Let's talk about um, situations where we have um, pastors who manipulate their members mm. um, using culture. For example, they don't, they don't like coloured hair. They okay. will now say... You know, if she, if she has yeah, if she has coloured hair, if that sister has coloured hair, mm. one she cannot minister. Yeah, she can't show you know, two, that means that she's she, a prostitute. She's a prostitute. Mm. She's got evil spirit in her. She has Jezebel. to sit down, etc., etc., X, Y, Z. Um, I, 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 or you know, them ones there where people tell their members you can't go to the cinema because there's spirits there. Or you or, shouldn't have a TV. Or yeah, like yeah, or, or people cannot sleep over, yeah. or you know, um, people cannot do this or people cannot do that. I, I genuinely feel like I'm not saying that this doesn't happen in other um cultures or in other settings. Yeah. However, I have seen this played out in African churches at a max where the pastor's house now becomes holy ground for people mm. to stay. Like, yeah. if somebody has a problem, oh, go and stay in the pastor's house. Oh, the pastor will invite you into their home, etc., mm. etc. Et um, and you're there with, like, four, five, six other members. Yeah. Um, mm. Why? Because you're all seeking one type of healing, you mm. know? Um, I, I feel like there's an issue there. Mm. What, what do you guys have to say about things like that? Because... People could just say, oh, the pastor's being friendly. They're just opening their doors to people, et cetera, et cetera. So um, a lot of it is naivety, man. And I think these are situations where the pastor can easily, um, like you said, manipulate his congregation. Because obviously people put pastors 
on the pedestal so much to the extent that they don't believe the pastor can fall. Right. And then when you hear certain stories like pastor sleeping with the choir members, everybody is shocked. Mm. Everybody is in disbelief. But that's not culture-based, though. Because that happens everywhere. I mean, not trying to be funny, but we have priests that are, you know, touching boys and oh, yeah, touching yeah, yeah. girls but and stuff. But also, that, that's a cultural thing because if we study the, a lot, one of the main reasons as to why they did that is because there was a certain time in, in European culture where um, people had to take um, a vow of celibacy, which is not in the Bible. And the vow of celibacy is basically said, if we commit ourselves to God as monks, as priests, then we shouldn't sleep with anybody as a sign of chastity or service to God. And that was, cult that was culturally done for a while. And also not just the vow of celibacy, the vow of poverty. So people took a vow of poverty to say, um, we'll be poor for the sake of Jesus. And there's nothing in the Bible to... Suggest that. To suggest that. Right. So it, but this was happening in European culture. Right, okay. So this is why... So now w when the celibacy thing was happening, these guys were now having urges. But then there's no women mm. in the monastery. There's only boys. Mm. So the only way to do it is to relieve yourself is by going to these boys. Wow. And then mm. that now breeds a culture. Right. That's why in, you know, Catholic church, that's why that's that's been one of their biggest issues. Mm. You know, um, rape, boys being raped, girls being raped, pr predominantly boys anyway, and being molested, and then, and gay priests, and then that. So for us, our, my, ours might be a bit different. Because even, I feel like, even with that one, the pastor sleeping with so-and-so, that is very, that is very common. Yeah, if, but the thing is, that's common. more common mm. is that I don't think people are shocked. People, I think, because culturally, we have to think of it. If we go back to our forefathers, a lot of our forefathers were from polygamous families. Yeah. So they practiced this. And, and what people did was, what the women did was, oh, he's a man. Mm. He's a man. So I don't think people, I don't think everyone in church was shocked. I think especially more so the moms and the aunties because it's like their dads did it, their uncles did it, yeah, their great fathers did it. So guess... what they would do now is, well, he's the man of God. You can't say anything about him. Shut up. <laughs> Open your mouth and say anything. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Close your mouth. Yeah, so that's why yeah. a lot of the people got away. Ill of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. It, because culturally, men do that anyway. Right. I guess I'll definitely hear that in that example and it's probably true and that probably happens in certain circumstances. But my old church, it failed as a result of things like this, where where Big Daddy was sleeping around yeah. with some of the choir members. Do you know you can't be prosecuted for that? And a lot of people was in disbelief. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the church congregation was about six hundred people. Yeah. Things were happening under the under the sheets, but yeah. nobody really knew. But then when it did start to come out, people he would, would he preach against them on the pulpit and no, stuff? He would still preach normal. He would still preach. Oh, so he still... wouldn't condemn people for no, leaving. No, no, no. Obviously, I don't know if he knew that right. other people you knew. knew. Right, right. Do you right, know what I mean? Okay. But then when people started to find out and started yeah. knowing. Yeah. People started leaving, people started leaving, yeah. leaving. Yeah. But in the beginning, people didn't really believe, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. only when to, until when somebody credible actually speaks and says, yes, this is what's happened. Okay. That's when people started leaving. Oh, wow. Now, this man is in America. He, it's, it's, like, it's almost like he's got promotion. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. in America living his best life. He yeah. always wanted to go to America, yeah. do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. I remember he was telling us that, us that's in the church, telling yeah. us, oh, you, you know, I'm not paying me enough honorarium, do you know what I mean? I can, uh? I can go to America where they pay me well. So now that he's in America, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Wow. But people obviously started leaving, pastors were leaving, starting up Was he Nigerian? Trip. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Big Daddy, you did. Okay. So oh, pastors of course were you know. Like, Cameroon. as if Nigerians oh. are the only people <laughs> yeah, that do real, this. Yeah, so pastors obviously started leaving, opening up their own churches, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in the beginning, people were shocked. People can believe it. It's like, rah, yeah. this is what he's done. Like, yeah. we used to submit our time, we used yeah, to serve him. Yeah, and I guess because, sorry, I guess because most of people, 
look to him as a God type figure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that probably happens a lot in like African churches where they kind of like see him as like the main the main guy, the as main in God. Guy. I mean, people used to pay him every yeah. time they used to receive their breakthrough or something. Like he was the one doing mm, the work. Do you mm, know what I mean? Like mm. it was a, a herbalist or what right. Nigerian yeah, said, Abalist. Let me just call my pastor. You're here, but your pastor is all the way in Nigeria. Uh, Sorry, how? Man, uh, how? Uh, how? The man on the mountain. How does that? I don't <laughs> know. I never understood When people that say, concept. I know a man of God. When anybody's mom or dad says, I, I know, know a man, man of God. That man is in Nigeria from Ghana and he lives on the mountain. And he can, more time, he's a prophet. Big daddy and, on the mountain. Uh, a genuine the, prophet or quack well, yeah, prophet? Yeah, yeah. Shrine, sometimes quack. Some, sometimes people's parents are gen- like, they know true people, but it's like, why does it always have to be back home? Like, why don't yeah. you know legit people Someone over here? here yeah. Do you right. understand? So, but yeah, like, I know, you know what? I, I hear that. But I think also, also, I think not just, also, I'm thinking of like, the Afro-American struggle where, you know, studies have shown and research has shown that, you know, generally, black people have always needed a voice of liberation. Mm. And so the man of God, generally, sometimes women, but generally the man of God is your voice of freedom, Mm. is your voice of liberty. So when you hear that, so for a lot of people, obviously, you come from the village, you come from a poor background, and now you hear someone preaching a liberating message, you start to make this person got a God in your life mm. where it's just like, wow, they're preaching a liber- uh, uh, message of liberty. Ah, the, the pastor said my enemies would die today. Ah, we're doing night vigil today. Okay, now let's open this. Enemies so die. We're doing Friday, What's that? Friday night vigil. We're doing fall and die night. Why are you doing fall and die nights? Why are you doing fall and die night? Because <laughs> your real enemy is not people. Your real enemy is the devil. Right. And yes, the devil uses people. Right. But why would you want, like, if, if the Bible says stuff like you will prepare tables in front of your enemies, why do you want your enemies to die? I want them to live. I want them to live. Jesus said we should pray for our enemies. Yeah, do you know what? That's the thing. I think that's, you one, understand? that's definitely yeah. another key aspect of Nigerians is they love finding devils and demons. Honestly, these times they just have bad character. Yeah, and bad yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. legit. They'll, they'll, no. they'll blame Satan and I'm the devil. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And they just have bad character. You, you I, have I, a bad I agree, But I also, I also do think, I also think there is a strong level of spirituality. Absolutely. However, absolutely. It's, however, we took it too far. Before you explain the other side, let's talk on this one side first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, African churches teach us how to pray. That's yeah. one thing I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah. I think they teach do us. They? In, in, oh, they do, listen, they do, they do. Listen, they do. I think Trust they teach me. us. Or even people come out to say, you guys can pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can pray. We, we learn that how. one for sure, we can However, pray. we're praying and missing a lot of the time. Ah, thank you. Know you. However, thank you. but the art of prayer. I feel like it's art, full of words. The art it, of prayer. It's just words. The art of prayer. Do you know what I mean? How to, how to get your words across, how to deliver your messages. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of thing I appreciate. But one thing that, and I, I, pro- I think it's more so now that I'm probably grateful is that we really used to shout and scream. Do you know what I mean? Open like we... your mouth and pray! <laughs> in the name of Jesus! Pray! You know, pray! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pray! Like, like when I started going to events and I'm just seeing people go, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> 
I'm like, and it's, wow. are you praying? It's yeah. a deep thing. But, and you'll be sweating, and you know when you look like you're in the army. <laughs> and your head was shaking left to right. Yeah, yeah. I did all of that, you know. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Seriously? I've done all the theatrics, all the theatrics. Whoa. And I was praying for things I didn't need. Yeah, yeah. Ah, man. Ah, everyone that's. Everywhere, anywhere they've Everyone taken my that picture. Everyone took in me in my dreams. Where they have like, taken my name to. In the, ah, <laughs> believe in this tribe, where they have taken my name. I swear to God, I'll call the police. Wait, but you don't know anybody in That's life. That's what I'm saying. And these times you're 12 years old, you're nobody 12. knows you. Ah. Everywhere they have taken my name. Every to village. Put it, to shame. And, Every, and take put, my glory. Yeah. Ah. Pictures no, in the take your glory. Yeah. Anywhere where there's cat sitting in my doorstep. <laughs> and then I will go home and see a cat. I will stop praying. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm cutting I'm you. Done. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I was trained. Yeah. I was trained to yeah. thinking that yeah. a cat sitting in my. It's a witch. It's a witch. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was one night I saw a cat. Yeah. There was one time I got home. I it was late, bro. It was late. Like, like two from. From one gospel event, I said, yeah. I was like, it was late. Yeah. I saw a cat sitting there, bro. <laughs> it had green eyes. I swear to you, bro. I've never spoken tongues before. That day, I was manifesting. I was manifesting. I was mani. I said, green eyes, oh, cat. Lord. And it was looking at me. I said, yeah. Jesus, this is a witch and a this wizard. <laughs> All in one, bro. I couldn't believe I it. I am done. The things we'll be finding, we're finding demons and then. And then all these devils that we don't even have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? With what you're saying, I do hear that. But at the same time, I do think there were a lot. There are a lot of um, denominations of churches in Nigeria and in Africa who do who do teach people how to pray properly. And and this is another one. People do oh 60 days. Mm -hmm. Like okay, people, before you start attacking me, just to be clear, I'm talking about specific. But when people are saying oh the first 40 days of the month. Uh, the first 40 days of the year, mm. we're going to do prayer and, prayer and prayer fasting. fasting. Not every church in London, mm. not every church in the UK has to do the first 40 days of prayer and fasting. Mm. If you're not led as a church to do so, don't do it. Mm. But stuff like this, ah, we have to, ah, um, you know, I'm dealing with lots. Ah, the Lord is saying that you have to do 40 days prayer and fasting, dry fast. Like, and, and then, do you know and what I'm starting to get? Is, is, is that what God said it. the solution is? You, or uh, is that what you're just submitting because everything you deal with is by prayer and fasting? Mm. Like, sometimes we have to go, what does the Bible say? And what are your traditions saying to me? Mm. But this goes back to biblical literacy. Because I, I was going to talk about this later, but I know, like, time, we're going to have to start thinking of time soon. Like, I went to a denomination, a particular denomination where they believe in angels and stuff mm, like that, mm. celestial beings. And I've gone there now, like, more than once um, because of friends and for different events. It's not that I wanted to go. I just went for friends' sake. And I'm seeing some of the things that they're doing. And if you go to one of these churches, I'm not knocking you per se, but um, I would definitely say that I am knocking the rituals and the practices because what I saw practice was not biblical. There was nothing scriptural about what I saw anyway. I won't say what I saw because that people may get enraged by it. But what they practiced, in fact, no. I'm yeah, gonna, I was going to say, about I think I'm gonna, you should talk I'm about it. Talk about it. I'm going to talk about it because, for example, I know both my mothers at some point in their lives went to this kind of church mm -hmm. and they go there and um, they, uh, they have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Someone will walk around them with a candle and do incisions on their body oh, wow. and start wow. praying certain prayers. Then they have to go to the river. Yeah. Then someone will pour, pour uh, cow urine. No, not even water. Cow urine. 
cow urine on them or goat urine or, or animal urine on them and then do incision, then burn incense around them. And, and this, this is a church? And then, yes, this is a so-called church. Church, right. And I'm seeing... Christianity, yes, this as is, it were. Yes. And, wow. and 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 young people, I'm very, like... Don't get me wrong, like, you may have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but the practices of that movement right. or of those movements, because it's not just one movement, the practices of those movements are not biblical. No, they're not. But you're 24 years old, you're 26 years old, and you're going there and you're allowing someone to pour cow urine on you. Yeah, you're allowing yeah, yeah. someone to blow some incense, incense over your head yeah. and you're saying, I'm going to church. That's not biblical. Licking honey. Do you understand? That I think certain things are just <coughs> You have like, to be overrated. careful. So this is where biblical literacy Culture. comes in. Uh, culture versus biblical literacy. Do you know the word enough to say that, you know what, this culture is actually not right. This is not biblical. This practice is wrong, yeah. This practice is wrong. This yeah. is against the Bible. Yeah. But because, oh, because you've been going there, and this is the problem with, uh, especially our generation, because we've been going there all our lives or because yeah, our parents think, went, you just go thing, to yeah. church. You go to that church and you just, you know, you, you, you just go along. Oh, my kids are going to be raised. But is what you're practicing godly. Are you saved in the first place? Yeah, obviously, when people um, mm. are sold into culture and the church they've been going to for a long while, it's easy for them to really um, follow the practices. that Because that's obviously all they know. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is right. And that's where it comes. That's where the Bible says salvation is personal. And you definitely need, do need to work it out with Fair and Chamberlain yeah. to be able to actually know what the Bible says, not mm -hmm. just following what your pastor says, not yeah. just following exactly what the church are doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, <coughs> man. But then also, let me flip it now, because we've spoken a lot about African. What about the European um, cultures and traditions? So, for example, I'll be, I don't like using, I don't really want to use names, but I, I'll just use this as an example. So, for example, Hillsong. So, the Hillsong culture is very um, 21st century, it's very modern. And obviously, it's, you know, it's the celebrities that I can liken it to are like Justin Bieber, like, it's very ripped jeans, mm. denim, you know. Swag, cool yeah, boy. Yeah. Now, that culture has subtly helped endorse certain things like, now I'm not saying all the time so people don't get me wrong, but when it's come to the church addressing homosexuality, mm. God loves everybody. Mm. God loves everybody. And I, God, who am I to judge? Mm. Who am I? And in no way are nope. we saying that Hillsong are yes, an advocate yeah, in no for, way, for in that. No way am I but saying I, that. I get what you're trying to say in terms <clears> of that. The, the culture of we're, we're free, we're open. It's the 21st century. Get with the times. And obviously, also for us, I'm sure you guys can relate with this as well. This is one thing I can relate with. When you go to church, you have to wear shirts, you have to wear trousers, you have to wear shoes. We were wearing pointy shoes. We were tucking in. We weren't wearing jeans to church. I don't know about Gabs. Mm. Were you wearing uh, jeans to church? No, not jeans. We had to wear shirts and tight yeah, and, and, and trousers. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. another culture is, bro, jeans, you can come yeah. in ripped jeans. Yeah. You can come to church with your hat. Mm. Yes. The last church that I went to where I was serving, like guys could come in and wear hats. Mm. And that, that was for me, it was foreign. Foreign, yes. But for me, sometimes I had bad churches. hair days and I was just like, I am not going into church with my hair like this. I'm putting on a hat. But if I Did went you to get another challenged? Church, no. No, because it was not. It was not. It was not one. It was not um, run by well, led by Africans. Yeah, it's led by um, a British guy and his wife from Malaysia. Yeah, I think it really <coughs> depends on like the so, culture. I definitely do believe, obviously, that Hillsong and there are other churches like Hillsong. Yeah, like yeah, so it's not just Hillsong. Who have a different cult? Who have a complete different culture to less Westernized. Say the Africans. Westernized. Yeah. They've got a complete different culture. So even with the thing of like 
um, sex, for example, yeah. they're right. We talk a lot about sex on this thing, don't we? They might, they might be like, oh, you know, we all sin, it happens. But then the African church will be like, ah, it's for big arms length. Mm. There's a spirit yeah. of Jezebel. There's a Jezebel. Yeah. I let that in the African church, There's, you know. Yeah. You know, someone was saying to me yesterday, the first time she went to the church that she used to go to, mm. said the first time she went in, and the pastor said that there's a there's a someone has the spirit, spirit. of an alligator. Love it, man. I said. What I said, what what is the spirit of the alligator and what's the manifestation of the spirit of the alligator? What's the alligator, fam? I don't understand. <laughs> Isn't it? Lizard. <laughs> or crocodile or whatever. When she said that to me, I was like, Oh my god. What what does it mean? Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we just ah, this is the spirit of tripping up. Oh, this is the spirit. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll the give you another example. When I was in secondary school, my head teacher went to deeper life. Oh and man. I used to laugh a lot. Mm. I used to laugh a lot. So he up. said, so he said, Akifenwa. You have a laughing spirit. <laughs> and at the time, I used, like, at the time, I didn't know any better. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, like, I laugh in it. Yeah, like, it's funny. So, I, okay, right. so, uh, okay, laughing spirit. Okay, cool. Like, mm-hmm. if I have a laughing spirit, that's good. At least I'm not bitter like some of you. Yeah, yeah. And so when we like, this is where we need to. This is where all the African stuff, like yeah. when we go, yeah, this is a laughing spirit. Mm. This is a tripping up spirit. This is a vandalistic spirit. This is <laughs> a this spirit. Like no, I've heard that one before. Like yeah. people, like let's say I break a wood outside. Mm. Ah, you're a vandal. Mm. You have the spirit of, of yeah, a vandal. Yeah, yeah. I think Africans definitely have a spirit for everything. Yeah, I definitely literally. agree. Everything is a spirit, it, it, and it goes back to the whole characteristic thing. Everything is always about um, spirit. It's not about your character or mm-hmm. the flaws that you might have mm-hmm. or personality traits. It's yeah. always about spirit. And yeah. that is definitely um, jarring and annoying. Yeah. One okay. thing I definitely think we need to speak on, though, and I've been thinking about it for a while now, yeah. is like the difference in um, like laying of hands. Like, I think that's one, one thing we should definitely touch upon because I noticed when Benny Hinn lays hands, there's a different manifestation <laughs> to when Big Daddy lays hands. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me... Wow. Spent, oh, my God. Wow. She won't kill us today. When Benny Hinn or the likes of the Hill songs oh, or the Lord HDB, when they lay hands... I am done. <laughs> when they lay hands, people, like, just fall under the anointing. Gently, they okay. fall gently. Mm. But when right. Big Daddy lays hands... What Benny Hinn have you been watching? Bro, I'm talking about back in the days, bro. Right, obviously, let's, let's not get right. too hold on to the whole, like, the intricacies. But, nah, like, when... When how, love, how people Benny Hinn you can put him next to a lot of these African alright forget, right, forget Benny Hinn okay but like, I get what you're saying then, like, so Hillsong HD, yeah the Hillsong H- 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 like those churches Bethel. yeah Bethel, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. those kind of churches when they lay hands it's very like it's gentle do you yeah. know what I mean but when Big Daddy lays hands <laughs> like it's very it. it's forced do you know what I mean like it will back yeah, slap yeah, your so head they, so they, and they press you they press your head to try and make you fall down like bro one time like Big Daddy must have noticed that somebody banged their head on the floor bro no, and that's, yeah, that, I said to that, myself, this cannot be God. It can't. And then when I went saw the other side and I saw how like English people like lay hands, I thought, mm. okay, <laughs> this is quite different. This is like, I, I, I don't know which was I, right, I'm which was done. wrong. I have not. I'm, so, I mean, I'm not going to say who's right, who's wrong. Yeah. That's not what we're here to do. Yeah. But it's interesting like <laughs> seeing the differences of how people fall under the anointing. Yeah. And then they make, and then what, there's one time like, like so I can't remember, one pastor was like, just hitting, just hitting me hard, hitting me. And I went going anywhere. I'm, yeah. I went moving, do you know what I mean? If I don't feel led to move, if the spirit has not taken over, so I should be doing gymnastics. I'm not going to move. <laughs> yeah. But it was hitting me so hard. I just thought, let me go down. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I just went down. Yeah. I thought, all right, cool. Let me just... All this stuff, kicking people yeah. in their bellies. And then get somebody... Mm, jumping I've on them. Yeah, yeah. They're throwing water on them. You know, I saw one... Is it from Zimbabwe, Uganda, who told the people to go outside and eat grass? Yeah. Or them ones that were... They were... <coughs> I don't know. I don't know oh. how true this is, but they'll claim they're talking to the demon and the yeah, person is responding yeah. to them. Oh, uh, hold yeah. up with all the theatrics, please. Yeah, yeah um, that one I'm not too... 
There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Yeah, I'm not too... Let me ask a question. Let me ask you a question, Jay, yeah? When, like, in African churches, when people scream, like, they scream loud, do you think that is demonic or do you think that is them screaming to the Lord? To be honest, the usual connotation is that it's, it's demonic. Wait, and sorry, they're manifesting. Wait, screaming to the Lord. Can you just clarify? Like, as in, when people feel God's presence, it's like, ah! Like, they feel like... God's <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted him to scream! Ah! You're so wicked! No, no, I wanted him to clarify, like, when just, I scream to the Lord, you just like, wanted shout, him to sorry, scream. Like, you shout. wanted him to give me an example. <laughs> You're so mean. No, because I want to scream to the Lord. Man. We don't say, hey, everybody scream to the Lord. Man. We don't do that. Everybody, like, we, oh, and even stuff like that. We, um, oh, I just wow. want to, you know, let's usher in the presence of God. What's and with clap the your hands and shout. That's what I'm saying, shout. So, okay, okay. This, this is a typical. Everybody shout unto the Lord, unto the Lord, unto the Lord, unto the Lord. Oh, ye people, ye people, ye people. Yes, you're wonderful, you're wonderful, you're wonderful. People are going to kill me when I, they listen to this. But it's like, it's so, like, and you go to the next church on the road. Oh, the Lord, oh, the Lord, oh, the Lord, oh, the Lord. Oh, mighty God, oh, mighty God. Oh, and it's like, okay, guys, like, okay, what are we doing here? Like, mm. are we just practicing? Mm. Are we just regurgitating stuff? Yeah. Do we know what we're doing? Mm. Okay, obviously, heaven helps those who help themselves. Uh, it's offering time. Heaven helps those who help themselves. Like, mm. why like, why is this a confession for our offering? Like, mm. what is... Like, offering time, blessing time. <laughs> like, what, like yeah. guys, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, God loves givers. God Faithful loves a givers. cheerful giver. Yeah. God, Okay, God loves a cheerful giver. So you must give 100 pounds. It doesn't work like that. God didn't say you give you give a certain amount and then you come cheerfully, then God will bless you. Mm. But it's just like, God loves a cheerful giver. He mm. wants your heart to be, you know, good. <laughs> you know, you have to bless the man of God, the woman of God. I'm a prophet. Mm. If you bless the prophet, you'll get the prophet's reward. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's calm down now. Mm. You understand? Let's be very careful with what we're saying. But yeah, I mean, going back to that question, I guess, the screaming yeah, and the whatever. What do you think? Um, to be honest, I, I genuinely... Um, have had the experience of those kind of churches. Um, and I would say that it's more, based on how the pastor responds to it, is how the congregation see it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? True, true, true. Usually, the pastor is on the, on the pulpit, that scream happens, the pastor wants to say, come out, come out, you demon. Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. is now a, a response from yeah. the pastor's perspective mm, yeah, yeah. to that person or to whatever is happening mm. in that scenario. Mm. So what happens? The sheep, the congregation, the flock, yeah, they right. now interpret it that, do you know what, that scream, it must be demonic. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah, at yeah. the way the pastor is responding mm-hmm. to it. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, I just, I've always interpreted it as, okay, yeah, wow, something must be really happening. That person is manifesting. The mm-hmm. demon is trying to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I, personally, I think that that practice has to be very careful because one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Yeah. So it doesn't, even if the presence of God is there, you you can't control his presence, but your response to his presence is key. So let's say, for example, this this happens pr- very much in African and Caribbean churches because I've seen it in Caribbean churches. Mm-hmm. The pastor will start preaching and someone will be, Hallelujah! And be screaming while the pastor is speaking. Um, and and like, some people can't hear. Yeah, I've, that's happened like, to wait, me hold before. Up, hold and up. I'm missing no, the word. No. I'm distracted. The Holy Spirit will not cause you to be a distracting while the man of God or the woman of God is mm-hmm. preaching. Self-control is applicable here. Now, I'll give to Benny Hinn. When this, I don't know if you guys have been to a Benny Hinn event. When this kind of I stuff happens... I always wanted to go. When people start like shouting and screaming and he wants to preach, 
he actually physically he has bodyguards. He never comes to any. He never goes to any country without like bodyguards or people that help him. Usher, whatever. And he get. He's like, you guys, get him out, get her out. So really? they can't. Yeah. So they won't be screaming. He doesn't like it because he says it distracts the flow of the presence of God. Whereas in an African church, it's more like. The see if that auntie is really going to fall down, mm. if her fall is going to be dramatic because usually they go flying. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. people that have children sitting nearby or whatever, mm. like chairs go crumbling down. Yeah. Oh, it's a very dramatic scene. Very yeah, entertaining. I didn't, I didn't like, as a child, I, I found admit. that quite traumatising. It's definitely very Traumatising. No, I was scared the first time because I'm not going to lie, I was born and raised Catholic. Yeah. My mum is a very devout Catholic. Mm. Having said that, she attended different other churches. We won't even talk about that. Mm. The Nigerians that like to do Catholic in the morning, they'll do Celestial in the evening. Mm. Uh, They'll go to Pentecostal at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. They will still do like. Well, don't get me time. wrong. There are there are aunties out there. They do four different types of services yeah. in in mm. on a Sunday. Yeah. They've got different types of church. So for me, I, as like when I first came into these kind of settings, I was shook. And I think my first early remember was going to a white garment church. And the auntie was really, you know, going oh, for yeah, it. Yeah. And unfortunately, one of the little girls that I was talking to at the time, I think we was probably six, seven or eight, mm. the girl got trapped underneath a chair. Mm. And unfortunately, one of the chairs had flipped and knocked her. So she was under the chair shaking, but we didn't mm. even realise how injured she was mm. until like everybody started, you know, getting yeah. back up and they lifted the girl out from underneath the chair. Um, so for me, as my first experience was very traumatic, but after a while, I was I was very entertained by it. Mm. And unfortunately, yes, African culture perpetu yeah, perpetuates that, that you know, mm. lifestyle. Oh, it was a powerful service. Yeah. It was a mighty move of God. Um, really? Like people falling really? down. Throwing chairs, yeah, tables, like they 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 attribute the fact that if you don't move like that, if if you don't have yeah. a big outburst or big reaction or big scene like mm -hmm. that, God hasn't really yeah, moved. moved. Nothing yeah. has really mm -hmm. been done. You know, God hasn't intervened. God God hasn't touched you. You're mm -hmm. going home yeah. the same way. Yeah, unfortunately, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even just sometimes, even in in a lot of churches, there is that desire for members to want to be touched by the pastor. Mm -hmm. Oh, pastor, please pray for me. That like if the pastor hands. prays mm -hmm. and pastor lays hands, mm -hmm. the thing is gonna happen. It's gonna work out for you. Everything's gonna be all right. Mm. You know, there are people that will wake up and call their pastor. Oh, pastor, I had a dream. They want their pastor to interpret yeah. interpret that dream. How about your pastor can't? How about your pastor don't actually know what that dream yeah, yeah. is? Mm. You know what what that means? How mm. about it was just a dream? Maybe you watched a film earlier and it's just a figment of your imagination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like um, where African culture is concerned, there is a lot of there is a lot. There's a lot of a mess up. If I'm completely mm -hmm. honest with you, and sadly, there are a lot of people still in those kind of churches. Mm -hmm. You know, where if you don't bring a big offering, you have to bring a seed offering. Mm -hmm. If you don't bring that big seed offering every month, yeah. you know, you're not going to get your breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Or at this point, every time of the year, we do this particular kind of fasting. Mm -hmm. Or at watch night service. Oh, this is the year of grace. Mm -hmm. This is the year of glory. Mm -hmm. This is the year of fantastic favor. Um, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like experiencing Christ on a personal level has taught me that the things of God are, are, are a lot more simplistic than that. Amen. You know, at the same time, you'll get 
um, um, pastors or um, ministers or preachers that will come into a, a particular space and mm. they will see that, okay, maybe somebody comes and, and you know, they, they confess to something. Maybe, for example, we were talking as young people mm. struggling with lust. Ah, that's of the devil. Do mm. you know, they just attribute everything to be of the devil. Mm. They don't see that, you know, sometimes people do just genuinely have a struggle and they're, they're actually after the heart of Christ. They need mm. guidance. They yeah, need counsel. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I feel like there is a there is a lot of um, controversy controversy where African churches are concerned and culture mm. is concerned in those African mm. churches. Amen, 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 amen. Good chat on that. We'll end it there, guys. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Thanks everyone Thank for listening. Big Daddy. Oh my goodness. Big Daddy guys. Stay guys. away from Big Daddy, guys. This is Real Talk. Hey, he said stay away from Big Daddy. <laughs> Much love. Much See love. you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. So you